when Jesus asked Peter, do you want, us, do you want to leave me also? You know, and so on. He said, no, where should we go? You have words of eternal life. And the Russian language, the Russian translation uses the term verbs. You have verbs of eternal life. And I like that, you know. So these are action words, you know, not just a word, just some substance, but it's action. And that's what you have and where should we go. So I want to just run through. Don't, I don't want you have a pastor here and so you have lots of good teaching here. So I want just to go through a scripture and then let's have the next picture. And then tell stories about the ministry that support these. So Romans 10, 13 to 15, you know, so it says about the faith. You know, faith comes from hearing, and hearing comes from the word of Christ. Some translations say word of Christ. I like that. You know, and especially in Central Asia where we work now, those people are Muslim groups, Muslim people groups. And they have not many good things about, to say about Christianity. But no Muslim can say anything bad about Jesus Christ. He's their best prophet, according to the Quran. And they say, actually, we should learn more about Jesus. So, I, you know, I named it the cycle, the cell cycle of, for missions, you know, of world missions. And, and that is like have the next, the next picture. So, you know, like... Uh, I don't know. We call it here, I think in Australians call the cell phones mobiles, yeah, something like that. So the Americans call it cell phone. The Russians also say sotawi, cell phone. Only the Germans use an English word. They say, call it handy. No, it's handy. So, <laughs> so, but I like the cell phone, you know, the cell phone. Why? Because it really is, has to do with some cells, you know, and so it's like a, like a cycle. And so Romans 10 gives a cycle. It has actually includes some openly, some, you know, kind of the meaning comes in. The six action words. And the first is hearing. So here, you know, so Jesus is in the middle. Jesus is the most important person. So for that reason, like FEBC, the ministry that I'm, I have been a part of for 41 years now, quite long. So I'm quite old already. I know young people are here. So, uh, you know, like we said, usually used to say Christ to the world by radio. Now we use the term Christ to the world by media. But I like it. Not Christianity, but Christ, the person, the Savior, the Lord. And Jesus is in the middle. I remember way back when we broadcast from Saipan via shortwaves, I try to find a term that to identify ourselves, you know. So if I say we are evangelicals, then we right away push away the orthodox people, you know, the, the high church people. So we didn't want to do that because they also believe in Jesus, you know, and so on. Of course, lots of high church and not many, not many that have a personal relationship. So I came up with this idea, well, let's call ourselves Christ-centered. So we're Christ-centered. Well, what does that mean? So I remember talking with an Orthodox priest in Moscow, and so and he said, well, your listeners, you know, they come to me and ask me if I am a Christ, if we are a Christ-centered church. So I said, what did you say? I didn't know what to say. Well, is Jesus the Lord? Is he the Savior? Yes, I guess he is. 
So if he is the Lord, then he is in the center. So then you must be a Christ-centered church. So I hope he, he took it to his heart and so and he become, became much more Christ-centered. But that's exactly what, without Jesus in the middle, you know, there's not, no need or not, nothing good from hearing, from speaking, from sharing. Also, being in the radio ministry, I always say, you know, so why don't millions listen to me? I knew that. Thousands, even hundreds of thousands listen. But why not everyone in, the for, everyone in the former Soviet Union? Because I'm not doubting the message. I know that the message about Jesus is the best there is. Everybody need, needs a Savior, needs the Lord Jesus. But, you know, why don't, doesn't everybody listen? Well, and in Russian we have a saying, you know, you hear so that there would be something to talk about. And you talk so that people would listen. So it's very, you know, kind of comes, goes hand in hand. Let's run, run through it. So hearing, believing, then calling and upon the name of the Lord, then following Jesus Christ, then going, you know, like beautiful are the feet. <laughs> I don't know the English word uses the term beautiful. You know, some feet are beautiful, but not, probably not everyone. But beautiful are those feet who share the gospel, who go to other places and share the good news, and then share. So talk about it. So these six verbs, six action works, I hope you remember as a cycle for missions. We have to listen. We have to believe. We believe in Jesus. We have to call upon his name. We have to follow Jesus. We have to go in his name and we have to share the good news about Jesus Christ. So that's a cycle, you know. So, and we, have do, we are doing that. We are sharing. We are talking on our radio. And so that is, that is a blessing, you know. So to speak about Jesus. And Christ-centeredness is very, very important. Jesus is the gospel. And Jesus says salvation. And Jesus, even death is no problem because of the resurrection. So let's go to the next picture. Let me share just stories that would support these believing in Jesus. That he has the verbs, action words of eternal life. This is a Kazakh Bible, full Bible. Just a few years ago, the Kazakh, Kazakhstan is in Central Asia. You know, like there's, you have Southeast Asia, you have Far East, and then you have North Asia, which we call Siberia. You know, then we have West Asia, which... For some reason, we call Middle East. That's actually West Asia. Then you have South, you know, India and so on. And then there is Central Asia. All those stands, they are in total seven stands. Two is Pakistan, Afghanistan. Russia or Soviet Union tried to get Afghanistan, didn't work. So, but anyway, there are five new countries in Central Asia. Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan. So those are all independent countries. They all were Islamized about 600 years ago, by the sword, you know, quite, quite, uh, you know, they were Islamized. They say, some of the Kazakh, I remember an historian told me that actually before they were Islamized, there, was, there were some Christian witnesses. They say Apostle Thomas crossed that silver, uh, you know, way, you know, to China and so on. If that's true or not, I don't know, but there are you know, burials with a cross sign and so on. So there must have been the testimony of Jesus already, you know, the, the good news about Jesus. But now we use that. Historically, it's very important because 
for some reason, it's very contemporary now to say what's historical religion. You know, some after the Soviet Union fell apart, I remember in Udmurtia, they started to dream, what were our people before? Oh, they were worshiping chickens. So let's worship chicken now again. You know, so foolish, you know, but that's, that's how often they are. So and now, but now because of the politics, so the, the Kazakh people and the Kyrgyz people say, no, 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 Christianity is an historic religion in our country. So that gives them more legitimacy. So we use everything we can to share the good news, you know. So, but anyway, the Bible, that's the word of Christ, you know. That's what we, what we can read. Next picture. So in Kyrgyzstan, so Kyrgyzstan is another country in Central Asia, and I, you will, I will show a little bit more about it. But um, we opened, for some reason, the Lord gave us an opportunity to open, to, to purchase an FM station. Now we have in Kyrgyzstan six, a network of six FM stations. Two-thirds of the population of Kyrgyzstan can listen to us, and Kyrgyz talk shows listen to the gospel around the clock. And so this was in Karakul, that's in the, somewhere in the center. So we just had opened the station, an FM station. And so we went, went through the city and just shared them. So here in Australia, I don't think anyone listens to FM radio on the smartphone. But over there, they do. So it's possible. Technically, it's possible. So we, uh, Janish, my friend, a Kyrgyz friend, so he showed the students, some of the students how to listen to our newly stations. That was just one day old, I remember. That was an interesting uh, time. Let's next picture. So uh, then radio is still being used. On the left here, there's uh, Valodya. So he is also in Karakul in that city. Quite tall guy, and so he plays basketball, but he's also a teacher in high school, and so teaches, uh, teaches sport, uh, PE and, and also other subjects, his wife. Those are the, to, to our knowledge, only the few Christians in the whole city. So the Kyrgyz church, we consider, is still in the first generation mode. So basically, there used to be few Christians in Russian churches in the old days, you know, in the Soviet days, they were they were very much Russianized, so Russian churches were existing in some places, and Bishkek, especially in the capital, but not Kyrgyz churches. Now you have Kyrgyz churches. And it's also interesting to me, I see here lots of young people, that's great. When I go to Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan and speak in churches, very often most of the believers are young people. Young people are praying for their parents and grandparents. It's much more difficult in those places and among those people for elderly people to accept the gospel, to, to accept Christianity, than for young people. Young people are contemporary, you know, they listen more, and so they, they are more open to new stuff, you know, new things, new, new world visions, world views, and so on. So they are much more open, and they get to know the gospel much easier. So next picture. So this was another station, Narin, that's a city also. Kyrgyzstan is a very mountainous area, you know, so there, there are valleys and uh, the cities. And Narin is a, an old city in Kyrgyzstan. And so this gentleman, he, he had a shop and his, uh, you know, his shop and his, his job there. But he is known as the first believer, Kyrgyz believer in that city. I remember way back in the wild 90s when we visited Siberia, and East Siberia was in a, in a, in a city, Kasnakamins called. It was a, used to be a closed city where uranium mining was there. And lot, most people, they were only communist people, you know, very strict 
There was no, no Christians. And we went, went there and shared the gospel. And some people afterwards came to me and say, told me, may I touch you? And so I, well, what, what's so special about me? Well, you are the first Christian I meet who I really think that is truly believing in that stuff. So can you imagine being touched as a first witness of Christ? That was, that was very interesting. Another similar thing happened to me in San Francisco in a church when it was in the late 90s, 70s when I first visited there and, and shared my testimony, you know, how I grew up in Siberia, became a believer, a follower of Christ, how I listened to radio. And then people, American people came to me, may I touch you? I said, what's so special about me? Well, you are the first, the first real from Russia, out of Russia, a, a, a guy, you know, and you don't have horns, you are, look normal, normal, you know, so you're not like kind of a red communist, unhuman, you know, in that sense. Propaganda plays a role, you know, so I, I tell you, I had much more fun in Krasna Kamins to be touched as a first Christian. So that was much more fun. So like, next picture. So we have young people. So this is now studio in Bishkek, and uh, maybe let's run it, run the video. Well, that's how Kyrgyz language sounds. It is a Turkic language group, you know, so that's a Kyrgyz language, and basically they, they, they we now have the studio, and, and, and all our people like Ainura, who you saw, she, is, she graduated uh, in journalism with the highest honor. And so she is people like that. So they could be my daughters, you know, and some of them, some of the co-workers we have could be my granddaughters and grandsons, you know, but that's how old I have become. I used to be the young people on the block, you know, and doing, reaching out to young people in the Soviet Union. But now, of course, we have younger people, and that's a joy. So Kyrgyzstan is over 90%, close to almost the whole country is covered with high tall mountains, 7,000 meters high and, and higher. And so the north is isolated with the Chenshine, you know, kind of mountains. And so they used to be, they used to drive around through Uzbekistan, but now there are borders, and now they can't, now they made a tunnel there. But we tried to, off-roading, you know, tried to go over the pick, you know, over the pass. We couldn't make it even in July because it was too much snow. But let's play the video, you know, so it's, uh, I will talk over it because it's not... It is a beautiful country, of course, you know, and so most people are nominal, traditional, cultural Muslims. They used to be, just before, atheists, Muslim atheists. I don't know if that goes together, but that's how they were. The same as most Russians were orthodox atheists. So... Back in Siberia, where we grew up, where I grew up, we used to listen to, to the Philippines, to the shortwave Russian broadcast from the Philippines. And I remember there was one program called Bible Dictation. We didn't have Bibles. We copied it, hand copied them. That's what we had. During my military service in the Red Army, you know, so I remember uh, lonely and I didn't have any scriptures. So I went to the library and found a very atheist, atheistic propaganda book Bible for Believers and Non-Believers was a very godless, Yaroslavsky, you know, godless uh, book. But they had, he had quotations from the scriptures. So I read those quotations. I memorized them. And then I told some of my friends, you know, about it. They found it so interesting, you know. So they told it to the KGB, you know, to the, to the officers, the political officers. And next day the book 
was gone from the library. I felt so sad. You know, even there are always opportunities, even from the evildoers, you know, when they want to destroy it, we can always find something useful. Anyway, so let's play this, uh, this, uh, this video here. I grew up in Talas, and uh, 25 years ago, I moved to capital city, Bishkek. We bring the radio FEBC in Talas city, where I live my relatives, my mom. When we walking Talas street, I met my old friends. They share Hey, Ulan, hi, how are you? Hey, we are listening your uh, radio. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> this is so, um, so happiness for me. We can share good news. We can share gospel about Jesus for all of Talos region. Thank you, thank you, FEBC. Thank you for all our supporters and donors. Thank you very much. Well, Ulan Beck is our national director of FEBC Kyrgyzstan. He has an interesting story I could tell you for hours about him. But he he used to work and be one of the leaders in the national TV, you know, of Kyrgyzstan. So then he, he was a secular person, but then he thought, being a Kyrgyz, he probably has to become a Muslim. So he started to learn about Islam and the prayers, and then he talked with his mullah, you know, and so on, and so was, was on his way to be a more serious Muslim. Then he met an elderly woman, you know, in the neighborhood. She was telling him about Islam Asih, Jesus Christ, you know, in, in their language and in Arabic as well. So... She told him, so he went to his mullah, his teacher, and so asked him, well, who is Isam Masih? Is it our guy or is it a stranger to us? And so the Muslim teacher told him, no, actually it's our prophet. It's a, one of the best prophets, and him is light, and him is life. So, yeah, but so he's our, our fellow. Yeah, yeah, he's our fellow. We actually should read the Gospels, the Injil. So the Muslim teacher shows the way to the gospel, to Jesus, after his back, you know. And so he thought, okay, then we have to get to know him better. Yeah, yeah, the, the you know, the, by, by the way, you know, he asked, well, when he said, you know, for us it's the best prophet, he's our prophet, but the Russians, they took him and made them to their God. So that was his explanation, you know, very simple. But so he said he was now open, was interested in getting to know more about Jesus, so he, he saw the, that elderly lady, and so she was with cast. All her boss's arms were in cast, so she was happy, you know, totally shining, you know. And, and he, Ulanbek asked, well, what happened to your arms? Well, I talked, that's no problem, no problem. It's, it's, it's nice, it's great. I just told about Isam Asik to a taxi driver, and he threw me out of the car, and so I fell, fell you know, and I broke both my arms, so, but, so what? That's the, it's, it's actually a blessing to be persecuted for Jesus, you know, so, <laughs> and that time Ulan Beck thought, well, that, she's really crazy, you know, so it didn't make sense to him, but later on of course he studied, he got more to know Jesus, and he became a follower of Christ. And that's, most people have stories like that. So, 
Ulan Bek, you know, many, many more. I could tell you stories about Central Asia, about the, those people groups in the stands. But let's uh, go back to, to the news today, Ukraine, you know, Ukraine and Russia. Of course, in the 90s, we called them the wild 90s, we did lots of crazy and very courageous things throughout Russia. We started the station in Khabarovsk in the Far East and then in Siberia. Now, of course, our uh, studio and uh, the broadcast uh, social media we use is out of the Moscow studio in St. Petersburg. But we also worked already since the 90s in Ukraine. We had in the Western Ukraine and then in East Ukraine and Slavyansk. You have heard that those cities in the, in the news. And so, but it's interesting, in times of need, Ukraine had many more evangelical Christians than Russia. So the most efficient and most effective broadcasters in Russia or missionaries in Russia were from Ukraine. So let's go to the next picture. Um, I just wanted to mention joy, you know, there's fullness, presence, and your presence is the fullness of joy, you know, Psalm 16. So, next picture. Why I bring this joy? What's the fullness of joy in a time of war? Well, Shastya, that is a town in eastern Ukraine, which means joy. There's a town, a city in eastern Ukraine where we had an FM station. Now it has been ruined, you know, so it's, uh, it's bombed. But... You see, these are our people, like uh, Edward and uh, Max there. So our national director, they're all young people, like yourself, you know. So Max actually was born in Chernobyl, you know, like uh, in 86, as my daughter was, one of my daughters was. And he is now happy he has studied. He is a ve- he's our program director, and he is now married, even has a child. And that's, that's kind of a miracle, and so he's so happy about that. Let's do the next picture. I just, I know the time is running out, so I will run through it. Here you have Ukraine, and you see in the east, so the triangles, those stations have been down by, by shells and so by rockets, but Slavyansk is still on air, you know, so Slavyansk is still on air as far as I know, and uh, so the red one, Zaporozhye, you have heard about the Zaporozhye in the news, so just two months ago, we got an FM frequency there, and we are broadcasting 24-7 in Zaporozhye now. So we hope it will stay that way. In Kiev also, we got a frequency now, uh, an AM fre- FM frequency, 89.4. And we, were, uh, we might be already on air. If not, then within the next days, we hope to be on air there. So it is in the midst of the difficulties we are sharing the good news. Let's have the next picture. As you know, Russian army invaded Ukraine today. And right now I'm recording this video at my home. Where our children is, uh, they are sleeping right now. Мы хотим, чтобы в нашей стране был мир. We want to have peace in our country. Я не хочу прятаться в бомбоубежищах. I don't want to hide in bomb shelters. As you can see, I'm recording this video from a bomb shelter. And really, we communicate with many people. Uh, I making online broadcasting on uh, Instagram, on TikTok. Позволь мне помолиться за тебя. Третья книга Царств, пятая глава, четвертый стих. 
Но теперь Господь мой Бог дал мне покой со всех сторон, и нет ни противника, ни бездны. Well, that's a kind of TikTok, you know, <laughs> video clips that they do. But those young people, you know, they are they are really young people, and they're reaching out to the to the uh, you know to the people in need now. And we broadcast in a number of stations, and it is the results are very good. We work with 170 churches, uh, which we have trained where we have trained counselors that call, and hundreds of people call in on a daily basis right now. So the, our main, main studio is now in the western part in Chernovtsi, where it's more secure. But also, we closed the Kiev city, Kiev uh, studio, but now it's open again. So much is being done. Let's listen what Ina has, has to say. Ina is the most effective evangelist on FEBC's team. She is popular both online and on the air. Her passionate love for Jesus shines through everything she does. Very often, Ina meets her listeners personally. They used to come to FEBC's Kiev Evangelism Center almost every day. Today, Ina broadcasts from the western city of Vinitsa, and she travels to other cities to meet her listeners, promote FEBC, and lead many to Christ. I like meeting listeners, and it is such a big blessing to me to have a cup of coffee with them and to tell them what Christ means to me. Then we pray. Often they pray the sinner's prayer with me. But my main goal is to connect them with the local churches in their city. It was but God's providence that for the past two years we worked tirelessly and making strong relationship with more than 160 churches throughout Ukraine. Every day, Ina spends hours broadcasting to the people of Ukraine. She talks about peace, about the future, instilling faith into her listeners. And she is teaching them to pray by praying with them naturally, leading by example. As Ina's regular fans are now scattered throughout Eastern Europe, new listener audiences are growing in Moldova, Romania, Poland, the Czech Republic, and other countries. Please pray that God will continue to use Ina mightily in the months to come. Well, as you see, there are young people that share the gospel, and there are lots of Christians. Of course, lots of refugees now are throughout Europe and so on. I have, I have spoken in German in churches where they were hundreds of refugees from Ukraine, and the majority of them are not born-again believers yet, you know, so they are open now, and they are praying, and and we, our ministry is really growing there, so we hope that it, there will be better times, you know, so in the future, so pray for Ukraine, but pray also for Russia, you know, they are suffering now, and they are losing a lot, and so on, so let's have the next picture. So, as, okay, yeah, that's the last picture here, and then that's, I will close with it. I like this picture, you know, so 40, 50,000 people on a stadium. Can you imagine you would have a chance to give a testimony for 10 minutes in front of an audience like that? You probably would, would prepare very well, you know, and so on. I would. But we are people behind the microphone in, a studio, in our studios. They talk to these kind of audiences on a daily basis times hundreds one of our talk shows you know by by doing on the social media you can see how many how many people listen at the same time you know and there and eugene for example sarapulov one of one of my friends who who does uh, the russian broadcast from moscow he said he has he has days where there are more than million at the very time are listening to him million people can you imagine listening at the same time. And then, of course, the message can be repeated on YouTube and on other social media, so many more listen to it. So those opportunities we have. 
So thank God for those. And like Mari was asking, you know, what is the good news? We have now the opportunity that we didn't have 20 years, 30 years ago. Today we have them. And we want to use them to the best of our knowledge. So thank you very much for your time. And thank you for remembering me. So I always, in our program seminars, I say, you have to talk so interesting that people will remember you. They might not be ready to receive the gospel. But if they remember you, there will be dark days in their lives. Then they will think about you. They will go and listen to you. And then the, right, the, the, tie, the soil will be ready to receive the gospel, to bear fruit. So let's, I hope you will remember me. <laughs> so, and, and let's share the gospel, share about Jesus in such a way, such an interesting way that people will remember us and be interested to know Jesus Christ. Let's remember that cycle. Listen to Christ. Believe in Christ. Call upon his name. Follow him. Go in his name and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you so much.